Welcome to episode 144 of the Better With Running podcast. My name is Chris Armstrong and I'm here to talk all things running with Run to PB coach and co-founder Zach and Newman. How's things, mate? What have you been up to? I'm well, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. It's, it's mate, episode 144. We're nearly at the 150, another milestone. Yes, it is. We're getting up there, mate. Another six, we'll hit the, uh, the 150 and uh, raise the earphones the, uh, <laughs> the microphone <laughs> I, I don't think we've got anything special planned at this stage but yeah maybe we can uh, come up with something for a few weeks, weeks time, yeah yeah we can um definitely get something going but yeah all, all good on my side mate enjoyed the bombers getting up in that uh win did you watch that game chris i would have been asleep <laughs> i think um when that one went through but no look how good is it Essendon are on track i think it's the first time beating richmond in the yeah. um, dream time game for a oh, number of years and we don't typically talk um what if it when the bombers win like that we, uh, <laughs> we definitely have to give it a mention i think anytime <laughs> we'll have, we have another mention for another six weeks or something but yeah no, i think anytime your team wins after the siren it's something to get excited about so it is. no i can imagine you would have absolutely enjoyed that i did i did mate and uh Big show lined up. We actually, we got race week for you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to chat through that. We had, uh, gee, there was a lot going on around the grounds. Geez, there was uh, races all over the bloody country. And, <laughs> and overseas as well. It um, felt like so, everyone and anyone um, was yeah. out there smashing PBs and different races across the country. And I um, couldn't keep up on Sunday when I got back from the run. It was just, um, yeah, the chat groups and the messages and um, yeah, obviously, had a few athletes myself go around. So I had the, we would had the tracker go, or not the tracker, just refreshing results. Um, Gradish mm -hmm. and Road didn't have a live tracker, so um, yeah, that was um, yeah, always it's always that thing when you're out. So I know when I'm out on, a, on the run, thinking about um, Andrew going around in the marathon, and I was just thinking, yeah, what where how it was going to unfold, and waiting to get back to the car to see the result. No, it was um, nervous times. Um, I actually did. So they didn't have an official um, live tracker on their website, but I did sort of backdoor my way through to Tomato Timing and yeah, um, I found think, their yeah, stuff. I so I was sitting there, I think, most of Sunday morning, Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning, just refreshing it. Um, and, and, yeah, we can get into that a bit more later. But, um, yeah, it was yeah. some very interesting bit of hacking nervous times. Chris, I'll just do just a little bit of bit of research and um, yeah. yeah, so very very patiently um, waiting for some for some results to come through. I couldn't wait for final surge data to to come through. So no, I had to um, find out who was timing it and then go onto their website and see if they had a bit of a link somewhere tucked away, which they did. So um, I think sometimes yes. the uh, issue is when you've got these marathons or point to points or races where yeah you don't have access to your phone or your bag or anything for a little while till you get to baggage and you know mm. it doesn't sync up with your uh, your phone doesn't sync up with your watch and you, know, you don't get an update and you're seeing nothing and then you're looking on the results and <laughs> that hasn't come in yet and you're like 
Oh, geez, what's happening? Um, yeah, there's yeah, so many so. questions going through the head, like, have I started? What happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. has, it, has the race been cancelled? Like, yeah. What's going on? But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was cool. And then we, uh, on Sunday, I think it was, was it Sunday mm. Sunday, we caught up with run to bb coach Gemma. Mainly. We did. Saturday yeah, afternoon. Last, yes. And we are just saying, um, yeah, we... Our last chat was off the back of the run for kids. And then, uh, yeah, we got a chance to chat about her progress off that. And obviously XCR starting, which she's been absolutely smashing. And then progress towards Gold Coast half debut. Had a good chat about that. Yeah, that's it. And all sort of all roads pointing to Melbourne Marathon after that. And mm. Gemma's got a, a bit of a special, I guess, giveaway slash competition yep. to, um, to tell us about as well, which is good. She's got a few pot shots in with uh, Matt as well. Pretty much yeah. through the whole, just at any opportunity. So that was really that good. that was pretty. It was just a, you know, <laughs> sort of hanging it on Matt. To be yeah, honest. just but, drive um, buys on Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, no, no. He's an avid listener too. So he'll um, yeah. yes, if he wasn't in the room listening at the time, <laughs> he's gonna have an absolute ball. Maybe he'll be uh, requesting to come back on and defend himself after some of the um, yeah. Comments by me, mate. Could, could be an interesting trip to Bendigo if this is on in the car on the way up there yeah, on Saturday. Separate cars, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, mate. Talk about Bendigo. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's home course for you for the bats. Yeah, it is. There is. Um, I've seen Andy. He's gone hard on socials this week. He's got his crew. He's got a film crew out there. He's got some. I actually ran past Archie Reed this um the Savo on my oh, run. Oh yes, down at the tent. Down at the tan, so um, I'm hoping he finds his way back down to Bendigo. I know he's spending a bit of time up in Melbourne these days, mm-hmm. so you'll have um, you'll have a full strength team as you um, yeah, get around the winery. Yeah, and no, it'd be good to see how um, you know, the team goes at full strength. Obviously, Glenn Huntley have been throwing the challenge down. Western A's are obviously still very strong, so Andy Andy's back, and mm. um, what what Brady's better race been. than to Having back at uh, you know the, the local race at Bendigo, but now Brady's up and about. I think Paddy Stout, well, Paddy Stowe's back this week. He's sort of up well. and about. He's been very quiet this year on the uh, bat front, but uh, he's starting to, to fire up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> slowly. I mean, there's probably only so far you can go um, with the chat and the banter when you've finished. You know, sort of. Yeah, that's true. In, you know, third and fourth. So, Vicky um, did get his tattoo removed. Okay. <laughs> 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 that's probably going to get edited out isn't it <laughs> um no but no I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i think um bendigo the bendigo community really embraced the event last year and mm. i know um the team's really excited to have the opportunity to host another round this year so there's been quite a few emails coming around and around what they've got planned and you know things that they're they're trying to do to hype it up so i just hope that it's a decent weather day so that um, everything they've got planned gets a chance to come off because I think, yeah, it, it should be really cool. Rec runners, uh, I know they've been doing a lot better in the last few years in getting new athletes, new people on the course, and you're going to have a bit of a crew that um, typically don't go to AV races going on? <laughs> we do, yeah. So um, Shepherd and Runners Club, we're going to take a bus of about 23, 24 people across. Did you and, tell them um, that they were racing or did you tell them to go on a wine tour? 
Uh, did you got mention, a bus? <laughs> well, <laughs> did mention that there will be pizza and wine, but um, <laughs> we will need to run first. So, um, yeah, I think most of them have got their head around around what we are actually going across <laughs> to do. But um, I think there's a few who um, probably won't sort of realise how challenging the course is until they're on it. Um, mm. Just because we don't get a lot of hills to run around Shepparton, the botanical gardens is about the extent of it. So, photos, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the photos probably don't do it. And photos are amazing. They they do the picture, like they do the course justice in the beauty of it, but mm. not what it feels like underfoot <laughs> or um, no. when you're off camber and you're nearly going off the side of a cliff, like I was <laughs> <laughs> when you were there or. Yeah, so it is. It's proper cross country. It's and it's yeah, very innovative how you're running down the um the vines and it's yeah, it's really cool. It is, and I think up there with um you know in terms of course difficulty from last year, it's probably up there with Bandura for me as being yeah. two two more difficult ones on the circuit. So, um, Is you there know, any jumps? Is there any? No, right. no, nah. Nah, no jumps. <laughs> they were at Cruden Farm. I think there's a couple Cruden. of very, very small logs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they just sort of threw in the mud that we had to jump. Did you do Lardner Park? No, I've heard some interesting yeah. takes about <laughs> Lardner Park. Um, but no, I haven't had the, um, the, the pleasure or the opportunity yeah. <laughs> to go. I, to I think Bendy goes harder than Lardner, but. Um, Lardner had obstacles, had a few ditches, had a big gate. Well, yes. big for me because I'm only four foot, but <laughs> most people, well, not most people, most people clear a lot of, I mean, I was running groups that were steepling it, like just clearing it. Um, mm. Whereas I was, yeah, getting the stepladder out and going over. So, yeah, <laughs> luckily at Bendigo, no, uh, no gates, but uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a great experience to, for your, um, for your crew to uh, get out and, on the course. Yeah. And I think, um, there, you know, we really are as a club. Just you know, we're recreational runners, so and obviously like they're they're trying to get the best out of themselves. Mm. But I think they'll really enjoy it and get a lot of value out of it because I think a lot of our members tend to be older runners and yeah. just heading along to AV. And I think I get a lot of inspiration from some of the older athletes there who are still Definitely, in yeah. absolute peak physical shape. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice for them to go and I guess get a taste of what else is out there. Um, I guess from an event standpoint, but also see that, yeah, like that there is some incredible athletes getting around in in Victoria, and yeah. um, you know, from it doesn't matter whether you're someone who's been to a world championships or an Olympics, because um, you know, quite possibly have some of those athletes on the start line on Saturday to people who um, you know just enjoy their park runs and you know really just enjoy the social aspect of it. So, yeah, and I think. Um, It'll be good to dispel a bit of the myth that AV events are just for elite people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that you know, it really is quite welcoming. It's very laid back too. Like for an event where obviously the caliber of athlete is quite high in the most part, um, it is still very laid back and very sort of. I know it's like a friendly catch up with people. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think comparing it to track and field where it's very regimented and you got the time you know there's a lot more rules and regulations around that whereas mm. essentially it's yeah yeah 
you've got a start time and everyone knows, and they give a bit of a warning and everyone just gets on the front on, on the line and goes. Whereas, yeah, it's just a track and field. You've got to be divided into heats and like you've got to, you know, have a bit more, bit more, um, yeah, formalities involved, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I think um, AV is doing a really good job at, uh, yeah, bridging that gap. Getting park runners to go, well, yeah, I've enjoyed running park run 5K, but doing the same loop every time and on, on a path, maybe I'll try something different, different distance, add some hills in, get off road. Because mm. a lot of people, cross country was what they did in high school, primary school, and then they stopped. Like they didn't join a club. It's like, well, you're not doing a cross country race. <laughs> like, you, you know, you don't sign up for a fun fun run or fun cross country race. It's it's just not a thing. So no, and that's it. Like, no, no one, no, and no one's sort of looking at it going, oh, you know, so your recreational runner's not necessarily looking at it going, oh, I wouldn't mind going to run an 8K cross country PB. Mm. Um, like it's just, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not really that mindset. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be good for them to get a taste in, of an event where it's not so much about what time you run. Um, you know, you're just trying to finish in front of as many people as yeah. you can. I think that's a really important part of it is, um, yeah, detaching away from from paces and just going in and just and racing, you know, and, mm. and racing yourself or racing people around you, but on effort and learning how to go out at effort and just to not be dictated by the watch, but learning to measure the effort, you know, to, to get to the to the end of the race, knowing that over that course of the eight k, you've you've timed your run. Because it's uh, and that'll be a test also because mm. you know you're around other people that um, you know you you may not have uh, raced before so you don't know and yeah all those those elements where yeah you could get caught up in in going in a bit too hard and, and pay the price so it'll be a good good test on that front as well yeah no I'm looking forward to hearing some of the feedback from mm. um, some of our club members um, post race because mm. yeah I think that. You know, there will be a certain element of people who are really excited and sort of caught up in the moment of actually racing against other people and they're all in their club uniforms and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, and especially knowing that whilst on the on surface it's, oh, it's an 8K race, that means I should run it at a bit harder than 10K effort, shouldn't I? You're like, mm. no, yeah. <laughs> not here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've sort of, I've offered some tips mm. um, and hopefully they'll heed those. but. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's going to be a really good learning experience for them it and is. hopefully um, come away with a, a positive day and hope, you know, with a bit of luck, if Bendigo hosts around next year, maybe we can get a bus to go back or um, it'd be nice to see, you know, some of them even look to do some of the other races throughout the rest yeah. of the year, whether they, you know, they might go to Cruden Farm or be tempted to go and do um, maybe Ballarat or yeah. pop down to Burnley and run a half marathon. So, yeah, who knows? Lovely. Hey, um, so 76Ks last week. We're in the race yeah. week. We're on a Wednesday. So a couple of hill workouts I'm looking at there. Yeah, so um, getting ready. One of one of mine and, and Andy's favourite sessions is, is the hills and threshold sessions. So yeah. um, rolled that one last week. And, yeah, well, like it's the one that on paper it just looks, you know, there's nothing exciting about it. I think I averaged four tens for the, the whole session, which – you know that for me doesn't look very exciting but yeah. i was wrapped with it um six six hill efforts are of around 300 meters and now i sort of run it between five and 10k effort 
um, just a nice, very gentle jog on the way okay. back down. And do you break but, that three hundred up, or are you like, do you have sort of markers along the way where you're kind of gauging your effort on, or you can kind of just lock in? Yeah, just trying to lock in. Like with that hill, it's a it's a U shape. So okay, um, yeah, it's sort of I just break it up into two bits. The first bit I say is probably about two hundred meters, and um, it's a gradual sort of incline and then the last hundred meters the surface is a bit better because it's bitumen um but it's a bit bit steeper so that really gets the body <laughs> working pretty hard but no it was good um really enjoyed it sort of got out there it was pretty cold that morning so it was in the t-shirt and gloves for for that one but um yeah once once got the hills out of the way it was a four minute jog after that and then into uh, just around four and a half kilometers of threshold work so um I ran a little bit later in the morning, uh, still still early, but not um, not in the dark. So seven fifteen. Yeah, seven fifteen. Yeah, so okay. I've had the Jeez. last few Wednesdays off work. That's slack, mate. Nice. No, <laughs> pro, pro hours. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, still two hours ahead of them. Oh, <laughs> but um, nah. So normally I just do a bit of an out and back, but that covers um, it'd sort of be where coal, like oh, I guess where coals is in Kyala, and that gets pretty busy in daylight hours so i um, just did a bit of a loop instead which wasn't too bad because um there's a few little undulations and you know, a bit of footpath a bit of road um, over a bridge um, which made it interesting so um whilst it probably added uh, maybe two or three minutes to the session in terms of distance it was just a nice way to mix it up and actually felt like it went really quick it didn't really mm. um, notice the time at all but no i was really happy with that um pulled up pretty well and then um 20k long run on the saturday so um end up running the last 5k of one of my athletes with taryn kirby um at park run so we organized to meet up and hopefully pace taryn to a pb and we we're fortunate enough to tick that off so she's got a, a brand speaking new pb at park run she took 20, oh. 20 around 20 seconds off and then 26 31 oh. so she was stoked That's good um, so did you time it to were you rolling through or did you have to have a little break and then get going again no I'd, i think i'd run around 15k and then sort of had about 15 minutes to spare so um yeah just threw some layers on and yeah um just tried to stay warm <laughs> for a little yeah. bit and then yeah did a few drills with taryn while she warmed up and um, had yeah. a bit of a chat about what i thought how we should go about it and then yeah it was good park run started on time so which is always a bonus yeah and then yeah straight into it so um yeah sort of it's good in a sense because no words of in sorry mate keep going i was going to say it's normally taryn's pretty conservative so if she's going to do an effort she might go and hide somewhere at the back but i, I pulled rank a little bit gone then <laughs> up, come on we're up the front today so yeah okay um we, we sort of popped up and it was probably about the second or third row and um, no she held her own she did really well chat along the way were you it's always an interesting one when you do pacing jobs some athletes don't like to be uh don't like to have engage in much of a chat or give you that much uh back but how did you go and were you what were some of the words you were saying yeah no so um uh, <laughs> i know taryn pretty well yes <laughs> and um we had this had the discussion first up um and i've known from previous pacing runs with taryn um there's no need to really yeah. say anything because she's not going to give anything back and yeah. she's got nah, no point talking to me today. And I got, no, nah, that's fine. No worries. Yeah. Um, I'll just run at a pace. And she's got, yep, 
good and she just put her headphones in and put some music on and nice. away she went so um but yeah i've sort of i've paced her a couple of times before and i know she's not sort of big on the chat when she's doing an effort so it was really um just trying to keep the focus was just to keep a nice smooth effort for the first sort of three and a half to 4k and then knowing that you know from about three and a half k onwards she was going to start to feel it a bit so probably the first time i really spoke to her i turned around a little bit at 4k so instead of running side by side because the path can get a bit narrow with uh, people coming the other way because mm. a shared area around yeah the yeah and there usually is a few people getting around walking the dogs or um, you know kids on scooters and that sort of stuff so um, I sort of ran maybe two or three metres in front of Taryn for the most part. And then around 4K, I just turned around and gone, all right, you ready to go? And she just kind of looked at me and went, yep. So, okay. um, yeah. That's that, good that, if you, you you could sort of pick up and tell that she was fine and she was able to keep keep pushing on from there. Yeah, there was a few times I looked over my shoulder just to make sure she was there because I could hear footsteps the whole way. But I just sometimes, like, you know, sometimes with kids, at park run around they might just put in a bit of a surge so i just wanted oh, yeah, to make yeah. sure if i was feeling like i was picking the pace up that she was still there and it wasn't just someone else um coming up to my hip <laughs> feeling good <laughs> and i turn around and poor old taz was you know 20 steps behind but no she did an amazing job i think um we've done some interesting things with taryn normally we'd, we'd sort of throw in a bit of variety but um she was really keen to I guess, do a, a series of K reps um, mm -hmm. with Nora over about five or six weeks. So we've done a bit of progression through there um, nice. where it's what you might be six by a K where we, you know, one week it's off 90 seconds and then the following week off 60. Mm -hmm. um, then we might go, like, we'll do six by a K, but the fifth one's going to be a 5K effort and the rest will yeah. be a 10. Um, yeah. And then we might do six off 45 seconds and yeah, just changing it up, adding some reps here, putting a faster one in, just different mm. variety that way. And no, she's I'm found that, that. Yeah. yeah, she's found that really beneficial um, for her confidence because I think a lot of a lot of the sessions we would normally do would tend to be shorter fartleks with the occasional harder challenge thrown in. But yeah, she's really enjoyed it. And whilst she thought that at first that all oh, this could have the potential to get boring very quickly because mm. it's the same sort of focus each Saturday, but She's really enjoyed it and, and to the point where um, we had a chat after park run and she said, I'd like to do another block of um, K reps if that's okay. So, mm. um, yeah, we're going to um, have a bit of a play around and, and sort of flesh that out a bit. But, yeah, like it's it's a reward for effort because she has been super consistent and, um, you know, she's never – she's always just a quiet, humble achiever in the background. Um, mm. She just goes about a business and she never – I guess ever gets too excited about the things that seem to go well. Um, so yeah, it's this was a really nice one for her to sort of celebrate because it's been uh, well nearly twelve months since she last had a, a proper hard go at park run. So yeah, it was nice, real nice and rewarding to see how happy she was and and content yeah. with the effort and the result that she got. Got to be happy with that on a Saturday post post park run. Uh, glow <laughs> oh mate you um go and celebrate a pb and then I, she's off to melbourne with the kids to go and watch mary poppins in theater so um it was best <laughs> best way to celebrate yeah. huge huge weekend oh, but just back on what you were saying about those k like i, I think it's a really important point around that like, sometimes as coaches we can almost I don't know, you feel like some athletes 
feel like they need a different stimulus and it could be just small a small tweak in like which is great is you know the difference in the recoveries or hitting one a little bit harder and I think you know there's a real art in that you know from a coaching perspective is um yeah just just I guess managing that and tweaking a couple of little things where I know I've done blocks where you know I've done like I only did eight weeks in a row of eight by a K and there was a few <laughs> changes but you get so fit like some of these sessions are stapled and they're not they're not sexy, but you have, you know, you get, you really get rewarded if you put your head down and keep doing them. And um, yeah, I don't think you need to have a different session every single week, you know, or every, that variety in some instances, yes, it can keep you, you know, really um, motivated, but often, yeah, there, there is a bit in getting into a block of a, a set workout and maybe minor tweaks, but you get a really big benefit from um a lot of confidence from it it's also working with the coach to make sure you're not comparing every single session (laughs) yeah and that was the that was the um big thing that i had to emphasize with taryn that um there's no need to do these and then come away and compare your results every single week because you know the recoveries are going to be shorter sometimes and sometimes Mm. you are going to throw a heavier effort in for one or two of them and you know there's there will be I guess days where you're not necessarily feeling that great. Well, that's as well. That's, so you can't feel the same every session. Like you just there's other things going on in the body outside of outside of running, and yeah, you just you're not a robot. And I think yeah, it's really important to to recognize I'm a bit too hard on yourself when yeah you keep comparing K reps or, or yeah sessions. No, and that's right. And I think when you're training for performance as well, you you're naturally going to carry fatigue in mm. the sessions as well so um it's not necessarily about hitting a certain number or, or or pace sometimes it's just purely just give that level of effort to create that stimulus in the body so that you've got something to adapt to and mm. yeah but no she's been brilliant with it so no couldn't couldn't ask for anything more from from taryn she's done awesome nice mate i just Rounding out, you've yeah cocked the seventy six k's last week. Easy runs all at the moment this week. We're we're on Wednesday. You got anything else lined up, or is it just fresh? Yeah, up? no, just freshen up. So, um, yeah, just ran. Oh, how far did we go? Twelve k on Monday, ten Tuesday, rest day today. So just did some strength work today, and then. Tomorrow I'll head out for an hour, rest day Friday, and then hopefully race pretty well on Saturday. And then with a bit of luck, um, the body won't be too bad and get out for an hour and a half on the Sunday. So, um, yeah, but no, just easy stuff. If I'm feeling really good, hopefully some strides tomorrow. Otherwise, if the body's a bit, uh, probably just an easy run and, um, and that'll do. Wheels for the weekend? Uh, dragonflies. Yeah, yeah. going to wear the spikes. Yeah, did you have them on last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, whilst the, the surface is going to be pretty firm, I know there's a little bit of rain forecast tomorrow night, but yeah. um, even with it, there was a fair bit of rain prior to last year's event and you know, spikes were helpful. Yeah. But um, if, you, if you were going to wear, you know, your super shoes, then that wouldn't be a problem, I don't think. I just, yeah. uh, I just find for me, just that extra grip, when running on grass and mm. um, my calves seem to handle it pretty well. So yeah, we'll pop yeah. the spikes back on and, and I'll take every little advantage that I can get <laughs> while I'm out there. So yeah. No, 
think uh, you're on for a good one, I reckon. I think uh, knowing the course, knowing, yeah, having a bit of knowledge of last year and how to attack it, it will um, put you in good stead. Yeah, I think um, just need to make sure I get that first two kilometres right because I think it can be very misleading mm. <laughs> the first first half of that lap because it's not the first half of the lap's not that difficult to be honest. It's actually yeah. has the potential to be quite quick, but you've got to save a few tickets because if you're a little bit on that red line um, for the second half of that lap, then it quickly does a number on you. So. Yeah, just um, going to be just aim to be running a smart race and then hopefully, even if I do err on the side of caution a little bit, can um, just kick down a little bit in the effort for that second lap and see if I can't sort of work my way through the field. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Excited to see how it all unfolds, mate. Yeah. What about you, mate? I know last week we were having a chat and you sort of just starting to build up with a few short runs again, but... How's the progress been with the calf and um, what sort of running have you been up to? Yeah, been able to get a few more minutes in. So being able to get out, um, I think we were at, you know, we might've been at 35 minutes last week, mm -hmm. chatting and then had a, man, I've had a day off and then was into a 40 minute And that was, yeah, each, each run was getting a little bit better and I was starting to, feel like there was still no power through there i was still sort of struggling uh, to but the fact that i was getting a, a bit more minutes in each time and it wasn't regressing was was the positive saw james on the saturday so i had a run saturday morning uh it was it was a bit cold and wet saturday morning but went out along the along the boulevard dave p was doing a session so we sort of supported him and again like the first Hey, first 10 minutes, it, feel, it felt a bit uh, a bit junk, but then I just get into almost a, a normal gait. Still feeling it, though. There's still awareness of it on these runs. Uh, then I got in on the Saturday, uh, and James put some needles in, so I got a bit of dry needling in and a um, bit of work through the calf. We progressed into doing some seated calf raises with uh, weighted calf raises, so just putting... Not, not big weights like 10 kilos, <laughs> but that's big enough for me. So putting that on, uh, yeah, just to try and get some more strength in there. So I guess um, yeah, off the back of that, I've been doing them daily. And Sunday was the uh, directions were just to go a little bit longer, just to see if we can, yeah, just it, it, it actually felt pretty good on this run. So 57 minutes out back at Yarra Flat. So managed to get out with the group and, yeah, got – yeah, it felt like in the middle, it was almost, I mean, there was still pain through it, um, but I was still able to run and talk and kind of probably uh, mask it a little bit. And then towards the end, it was just a bit of fatigue through there. And it might have been mm -hmm. fatigue just from the lack of tase and legs, but I also felt, yeah, I could just feel you know, that lack of power that I harp on about. So got through that and then had... Monday, yeah, I think I ran Monday. So, yeah, Monday was it, it was a bit like it. Uh, that was first day of three days in a row. Um, so it was probably a bit fatigued and it was slow starting. And I'd been at work sitting around. I'd done done the calf raises and things like that, but the first K just didn't feel great. I sort of felt like I was carrying it. And 
got through it, but then ended up having the Tuesday off just to give it a rest, see yep. if it kind of um, get going again. Probably is um, I'm still walking, not walking fully. There's still a bit of a limp and still there is awareness there. And even like if I was to get out of the car and have to like run across the road, I would I would be able to do it, but I can't just get into up on my toes and into a sprint. And even just walking upstairs or walking up, even up a small hill, I can feel it. Once I start running, I can kind of levels out. But yeah, so chatting to James, it's sort of like, I think we're just going to peel things back a bit, take a rest day tomorrow. I was out tonight and it was fine, but it's not, it's sort of in no man's land. Like I'm not really making that progress with like, and Maybe it's just a little bit too early to expect that. So we're going to have a look at it again on Friday, get some more needling maybe, and just do a bit of an assessment. So I'll have tomorrow or Thursday off and yep. then get in there on Friday and make a call. We may have to take three or four more days off and just see if it settles again. And, yeah, so it's a bit of a, a working process. process. A bit frustrating because I just, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I'd like it to have just been a – a one week, uh, you know, rest, and but you just never know until you get going on these. And with my age, it, you know, it's just a, a case of, you know, these things take a little bit longer to come back from. I think um, it's I can feel the frustration because you just you're starting to build up some really good momentum, and and this came along. Is with when you're heading out for a run, mate? Is there like any compression that you're putting on it, or? You sort of just nah, there, going at it isn't. as you normally would or yeah it's just been a normal normal protocol so which is kind of like it's it still feels like you can even see the pace like i can't get into my normal gate like on the one, one side it's like yeah i'm i'm fine but the others just doesn't allow me to really run over the ground so i'm not not covering it like i you know really should be and that sort of concerns me a little bit in that like well I'm, i don't need to rush back i don't really i'd rather enjoy running when i can actually run properly <laughs> yeah. run, as opposed to sort of laboring so much so yeah no um no compression or anything so maybe that'll be something we look at um but yeah we'll we'll just wait so yeah, and like i said i mean no rush i'm I'm, you know, I haven't, yes, you know, the XCR season's there, but there's plenty of races. There's a lot mm. more races ahead and there's always going to be another race. Like I've had a lot of injuries. I was just thinking over it as I was driving back. I think I've been running seriously since I was 16. So that's what, 26 plus years. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a lot of bone stress injuries in my early days. I've had not a lot of muscular. I've had Achilles tendinopathy. I've had some um, hip flexor stuff. I've had, uh, and oh gosh, yeah, it's a fair rap sheet, but not not crazy. But not a lot of muscular stuff. So not not a lot of because I never really did a lot of track work and I never really did fast stuff. So yeah, you know, we'd go through winter like we'd go through two three years away. We never we'd go on the track like three or four times. Like yeah, just never. And that's where I used to if I. I get banged up i had planner for a while but again it was never um, a muscular one where you just and then with a calf you know you're just on it the whole time and, and so we'll just see right it's just um it is what it is i'm i'm pretty flat out with work and everything else so i'm kind of just i'm okay in that and i think i'm okay in that 
um, I've been able to still tick the legs over, but having three or four days off, and it's in the scheme of things, I'll, I'd happily take a week, two weeks off if it meant I could come back and I would feel like I did three weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, oh, and just to be back moving pain free, I think. Yeah. Um, something like you're getting out, and yes, you're running, but I think because it's in the back of your head mm. the whole time, and your gait's a little bit restricted, there just yeah. isn't. You're not able to sort of relax and let yourself go and really get mm. the enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, and I notice that just like you know walking around, like you go and you go, oh, well, I can't really be asked for. The <laughs> office is like downstairs to go and grab something. I'm like. Can't be asked enough to work. Yeah, because like, yeah. you know you, you shouldn't like. I was running 100k weeks for a while there, so I had a lot of energy to do that, and then to sort of have to labour around. I mean, it's all. I know it's people are often in a hell of a lot worse position than having a sore, sore baby cow, but I'll um I'll be fine. It'll it'll pass. It'll just it's just going to take time, and and runners we're we want things to happen a bit quicker than they uh, probably should. Yeah, I oh, know. We're, look, we're, we're impatient by nature. We're, we're happy to um, run week after week after week after week just to see small improvements. But yeah. as soon as you take running away, that patience for pretty yeah. much everything else in life just disappears. So yeah. Um, have you um, thought about, or has James suggested any um, sort of extra cross training or anything like that to try and keep the overall yeah, fitness up or because yeah if i'm going to be taking a bit more time off because i was sort of under the uh, i was hoping that yeah it would sort of be a one week uh work back in another week and then another easy week and then i'm kind of don't really because i don't want to lose too much fitness in that i'm when i'm coming back having to get you know fitness so i still feel okay like running wise um but yeah i'd rather not uh lose completely so you started catch again because whilst i was in i was in okay shape i just i don't really want to have to yeah start getting you know going through the whole process of even building the long runs and stuff out so yeah you know, it'll uh yeah it's 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 part of the sport you know you, you ride the highs and the lows don't you yeah no that's it like um you know, I think you you know deep down that once you get on top of this, it's going to be a fairly quick road back to getting back to where you were, but it's just actually getting clearance to get started again. Because, um, yeah, you just know like one one wrong step or a little bit too much strain heading up a hill or down a hill and it, and it can sort of set it back a little way. So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Our, our bodies are pretty good to us, really. I mean, I, I yeah, I've had a lot of knee pain over the last years but like i look at i was just on as i'm reading these strava like the times and then it gives you that all time and you know it's it's at nineteen thousand k's uh, so <laughs> the body it's had a bit stuff. of use <laughs> yeah and that's from strava like i mean i mm. didn't i went through a big period where i wasn't logging care like while we were running my best i was never actually logging the k's on strava so um yeah it's a lot of um Jesus, a lot of wasted hours in there. <laughs> there's, a thousand, there's over, yeah. Anyway, um, it's just you look at that and you go, yeah. Well, body is due for a new timing belt, or um, <laughs> just a bit of a grease and oil change, yeah. mate. A bit of a service, and away you go. So, yeah. Oh no, I think um, you're going to catch me this year. I just, I think we're. If you look at the comparison, that's why where I brought these numbers up is that you're sitting on fourteen hundred. For the year, and I'm on 15, 1557 
Oh. Although, yeah, elevation, geez, you can tell. Uh, and I'm not even, I don't even run hills. Like Matt laughs at my hills, but uh, <laughs> I've doubled your elevation. And, I mean, I've got an extra few hundred Ks in there, but. I'm very lucky that I go to the gym and um, <laughs> do some work on my legs. Otherwise, if I, like, there's no way I could do cross country if I didn't do Pilates or any strength work. Um, <laughs> my body just wouldn't be equipped. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's almost embarrassing how flat it is around here. You, and you do take it for granted. You think that just every race that you're going to go to is as flat as it's going to be in Shepparton or, you know, you can get out in the morning and there's, you know, because we're inland a fair way, we don't often get a lot of wind. It doesn't rain heaps. It's just, it's usually very, very pleasant for, for easy running. So, um, yeah, the resilience does get tested as soon as there's a, you know, when things aren't perfect. But, um, yeah, no, my my elevation, yeah, it looks like I've pretty much just run on a treadmill most of the time, I think, compared to most yeah, people. But um, yeah, there's a little bit there, but nothing, nothing to write home about. Oh. Yeah, you've done a eighty-seven thousand meters in of all time. I think um, twenty-three thousand k's. My my biggest week at elevation this year, mate, was when I actually came to Melbourne and ran around the town <laughs> with you. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty much that sums up. Yeah, those that are familiar with the tan, that's the biggest continuous amount of hills that I've run in one go so far this year. <laughs> well, good luck with bending over the hills, mate. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, yeah, I'll be praying that a lot of my um, lunges and squats and um, yeah. all that sort of stuff will yeah, come in here. It'll be fine. Yeah, we fine. Round the grounds, Chris O. Oh, was, um, this could yeah, be its own show. I reckon. Reckon. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Well, we had a big, uh, uh, we put out a big social post on Monday. I think it went out Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually had past guests as the backing back of the poster or back well, of the model of yeah, Laura. Poster girl Laura Curlin must did message Laura. She was very excited. I don't um, think anyone's looked that happy and excited at the end. I reckon that was at the end of the race. Yes. Yeah. I think that was coming up towards the, the final finish line. And yeah. you'll never see so much relief of um of someone that yeah they were <laughs> And I suppose I'll go into a bit more detail about um, the chats I had with Anna regarding the race, but mm. no, by all reports, Laura was whilst very happy with how she went. Very, very, very happy to get to the finish line of that yeah. one. It was a very tough day at the office Brutal. for anyone that raced it. Yeah, great. Yeah. Anyone that raced in any distance at Great Ocean Road um, was certainly, their resilience was tested over the course of the weekend, that's for sure. There would have been... 10, 12, yeah, over 15, 16 athletes down at Great Ocean Road. So we had on the social post, we listed everyone, but yeah, just in the event. So it was at Great Ocean Road. We had the Shep Park run. There was obviously Tara going around there. So as we, uh, Taryn mentioned, as we mentioned, uh, we had three Chimoy in Boria. Actually, I mean, Liam Beecroft had a big PB mm-hmm. there. Yes. Uh, runaway Sydney half. There was a few athletes going around there. City the Casino, three athletes down there. 
including uh, Paul Reason, who I know is a big fan of the show and uh, one of my athletes. So I thought I'd give him a shout out. He's uh, always gets a bit salty. To even get, uh, <laughs> but he had a cracking run. So better um, keep my job by uh, mentioning him. That's right. So we know what kit Paul had on, on the weekend because I rate his kit choices very highly, actually. <laughs> it was bright, put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he doesn't do any anything else other than that. Uh, Right. No, I think he had a black singlet on actually. Really? But he had bright oh. shorts on and he would have had the okay. bright, bright uh, Mizunos on. He was uh, uh, rocking the. Okay. I can't recall if he had the zebras or he had the other um, colorway on. Yeah, away from the owl flies. Yeah, oh, he's got that many shoes. Like, he does <laughs> have an impressive collection of shoes. Yeah. He does. Also down in Tassie, we had. Uh, Archie Payne, who was in his high school meet, actually into school uh, meet, ran a PB there. So, a couple of uh, few athletes down in Tassie flying the flag. WA, Baz Travella had a PB there, 111.05, a massive PB from Baz. Northern Territory, Amy Stockwell was there. That, think, was, um, a, that was an wow. ultra. That was the ultra, yeah. yeah. That was, oh, see, someone, did you see the Strava? Um, I saw the photo that accompanied yeah. this, and it like, and I have no doubt that that's actually a, a bit of drone footage from the event. But it's the sort of thing that if you went, um, "Hey Siri, show me something amazing from a run <laughs> off Google," and like this would have to be one of the first photos that come up. It was an epic. Like, just all the yeah. colours of the outback, um, which I assume must have been around sunrise. Um, anyone that hasn't seen this photo, I do recommend getting onto the Run to PB socials and scrolling through and having a look. Um, I think it's on the last post. It might might be the fourth or fifth yeah. image, but yeah. it's just stunning. I think, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. 65Ks worth for Amy Stockwell in the, <laughs> in the West Max Monster. So saw a fair bit of it. Mate, monster event, monster <laughs> monster by nature as well. Um, that, yeah. You know, any ultra, I think, really, but... No, that's that's a very impressive effort. Was, did I see um Ren, Ranjini's? She um Jeannie, she's up and back. about. She's um she's finished London and bang yeah. straight straight back into racing. She was then to sort of pace a friend and um felt good and yeah it'd been a pretty pretty low key recovery and uh, yeah <laughs> got rolling and uh, knocked out forty nine minutes so yeah solid. Um, How, how's that out, stack up with her PB? A uh, couple of minutes off. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, what, what is it a month since london and then, yeah, yeah she's yeah. probably was going to run around 52 minute pace but uh, yeah, okay. as we know with um with all of us runners when uh yeah you're feeling good and you're in it maybe in sort of a training mode you maybe get tempted with a bit of white line feet to push yes. things along so, absolutely um, i've been guilty <laughs> yeah we all have we all have and uh yeah so Take us back to Great Ocean Road, Chris. So we mm. had a number of athletes there and we obviously Anna went around and you mentioned the conditions. You also had um one of our absolute legends uh, that is part of the Shepherd's Run Club as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, let's have a chat about Phil. So Phil Podbury, Phil's actually Anna's dad. So... Um, know them both really well and love them both a bit. So they're just two of the best people you'll ever meet. Um, Phil, Phil's 80. He'll be 81 in August. So um, 
yeah, most 80 year olds, you know, you sort of um, very happy to go and visit them and, you know, they're, mm. they're lovely and obviously not the most mobile, but not Phil. Phil, um, he runs 40 to 50K most weeks um, and he comes down on a Tuesday night just as much for the banter as it is for running on a I Tuesday night. I couldn't believe night. it when um, I got the follow back from Phil, which is on Strava. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's, talk about the blue walls of consistency, like, just rolling 57, 50, 60K weeks. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> no, he, he absolutely loves his running. He's run for oh, a, a long, long time. It'd be a, a good 20 or 30 years at least. Um, but never, with, I guess, with any structure. He used to run a lot by himself. Um, and it hasn't been until the last couple of years where he started coming along to the Shepherd and Runners Club that he actually started to really get the love of running with other people and, um yeah like he, he's just absolutely love his dry uh sense of humor <laughs> he's got he's as sharp as a tack um he's very funny usually um so on a, on a sunday there's a group of about eight to ten people sometimes there can be 12 or 14 but they'll all start together um, and go and do their long run and sort of phil's one of the group leaders of that um, then afterwards I'll go and meet for coffee and that's where I usually go and pop in and say good day and have a bit of a chat and listen to some of the banter fly around and um, I'll tell you what um, there's some sharp tongues amongst that group but yeah they, um, they, there's no um, there's no egos in that group let's put mm. it that way there's there's no chance for any of them to exist because they cut each other down pretty quick but um, no, he's just he just loves the challenge um, I think the easiest way for him to go and achieve something is for someone to tell him that he can't do it because he mm. just sees that as a, it's like a red rag to a ball. Um, he doesn't like being told no. Uh, he just, he's all over it. And then, yeah, like over the, the last couple of years, there's been a lot of things. I think he's enjoying the learning experience. It's like whilst he's always run, even just learning things about doing drills, um, strides, different sessions that we do on a Tuesday night at Runners Club, um, trying a gel on a long run has been a complete mm. novelty for him. So yeah. um, just all these sorts of things. Um, got him in the super shoes? No, no, not not <laughs> yet. Um, that is a, so it's funny you mentioned that. I've had a chat with Anna on, on a few occasions and having a bit of a laugh sometimes like, come on, we should get, let's get Bill down to the running company and get him to try on a pair of Alpha Flies and see what he reckons. <laughs> because you know, you typically you'll run in a pair of Brooks Ghost or, you know, something like that, which is, you know, a really good for him. He loves those shoes. Mm. Um, you know, Brooks Ghost is just a, it's a beautiful, easy day shoe. But, yeah, it's like, oh, imagine if we got him a pair of super shoes. How do you reckon he'd find those? And he is actually keen to go down to the running company and try some of these shoes on. So, you know, it might be something like a, an endorphin speed where, the, you know, it's got a plate, but it's a nylon one, so it's a bit softer. But just to go and find something, because I think, like, here's a, here's a man who he just loves running. He absolutely mm. loves it. And he does enough of it to yeah. invest, you know, invest some money and a bit of time in it. So I would love for him, um, I guess, almost selfishly to go down there and invest in a pair of shoes just so he can actually experience even more joy out of them, mm. particularly for his faster running. Um, well, he's knocking out modern fart legs. Yeah, no, it's not a modifatly yesterday. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> oh, and that's the thing. Like, it was funny. So he's obviously he ran the 14K at Gradation Road on Saturday and um, I had a very quick chat to him. 
on Tuesday night said, oh, you know, let's just take it easy tonight. Maybe just um, just don't worry about changing your pace up. <laughs> you know, just jog your way through the session. He's like, oh, okay, then what if I feel good? <laughs> and he just gave me that, that sort of cheeky laugh that he does. And I said, oh, just see how you go. And um, anyway, lo and behold, he, he went around. I think he did most of the session. He ran it on a bit of the conservative side, but yeah, he did. Um, have a few That's pace amazing. changes in there but no like he's all into the into the different fartlek sessions that we do on a tuesday um he loves a progressive run um so much to the point where i think he deliberately starts his easy runs during the week a lot slower <laughs> um than normal so that he can progressively make hk a little bit faster and then sort of work down to a little bit of effort towards the, the back end of them. Cause to him, he just sees it as a game as a bit of a challenge just to, mm. to make them. And, you know, being a little bit older as well, it, you know, it does take his body, um, you know, a bit to, to get going and for things to, to feel smooth. So um, yeah, but no. 50, yeah. 60 minute runs around the Botan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, no, loves his hills um, once again. And it's all about that challenge, but, yeah, just loves getting out there. And um, you know, he's done a, t- a couple of 10K races this year as well. And um, Saturday, he likes to get down the park run and, and have a bit of an effort down there. Um, he's also done some pacing down at park mm-hmm. run. He'll, um, he'll take the, the 30 minute or the 35 or even the 32 and a half minute group um, once a month, Shepherd, and have a pace a day. So, yeah, he loves to volunteer. Um, speaking of volunteering, he also, he's been the race director a few times. So he'll dress up for race director day. He'll go down there in a vest and a, a bowler hat. And um, <laughs> yeah, sort of, and it's, you know, it's to have a bit of a laugh at himself mm. and sort of for, uh, to create a bit of fun and amusement for other people. He certainly doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, I, I met, I, he genuinely does have um, a, a lot of childlike spirit still in him. So <laughs> it's, it's yeah. very amazing. Um, Inspirational. Just oh, it's incredible. I think, um, People just gravitate towards him as well. It's It was funny. When he first started to come along to training, obviously he didn't know a lot of people there and I'd certainly go along and we'd have a chat and I'd sort of you know, introduce him to a few people. And I think that lasted about three weeks because <laughs> about <laughs> three weeks, he was the most popular man at the club. People couldn't get enough of him and to yeah. the point where you know you literally had, had to wait till almost everyone had gone. Um, on their way home from the evening session just to go and catch up with him and say, hey, how did you find that run? <laughs> um, and nothing's really changed now. Um, quite often I'll get there to training and he's already out doing a couple of K before we start our, our actual <laughs> warm-up for the group and and he'll be running along with four or five other people having a chat to them in full conversation. Then he'll wow. they'll come back and then, yep, he'll go and do the group warm-up, um, do the session, then same thing as soon as the session's over, he's off straight into a cool-down and it's for the social aspect. I think he does enjoy obviously getting fitter because, um, hey, don't we all? But it's definitely the, the social aspect that he that he loves as well. Um, we're very blessed to have a lot of good people down mm-hmm. at the Runners Club and um, feel just the impact. Um, I don't think I can accurately put it into words, but he's definitely one of the leaders um, in our little like our small community there because we do have quite a number of people that run in their sort of fifties and sixties and even early seventies. And um, I think 
before Phil came along, there was a bit of an attitude amongst them like, oh, well, I'm old. Um, like, well, mm. yeah, but, you know, you still, you know, you can still have good habits and, um, you know, do things properly and, you know, you can still try and get the best out of yourself. And ever since Phil's come along, and they look at that and go, like, they're blown away because here's a man in his early 80s who literally wants to get the best out of himself and yeah um, his energy is infectious and you wouldn't he's like whilst hey it's life we all have our challenges and mm. and things that you know we might be having bad days but you wouldn't know it um just yeah. every every day is the greatest day ever and he's so happy and positive and you know he's always got a smile on his face he'll always ask you how you're going and um yeah like he's a real leader to show them that you know anything's possible and even to the point on these Sunday long runs, I go out to the botanical gardens and he's the person telling everyone else, come on, we've got to go and run some hills because um, that's, <laughs> that's good for you. Mm. So, um, yeah, he usually get everyone for at least one loop um, around the hills there and then um, he gets protested against a bit if there's a second. But, um, no, I just, I just love, love him as a person. He's a, he's a really good role model, um, particularly for our elder runners, but just actually for everyone in general just mm. to show that, you know, if you're consistent and you look after yourself and you do the right things for long enough, um, that you can continue to, to get better and stay fit, strong and healthy, um, even as you age. So, mm. no, look, I just, I can't speak highly enough about Phil. I just, I just think he's amazing. Well said, mate. Well said. Hey, and, um, geez, he braves the conditions as well, because as you touched on, uh, Great Ocean Road for all those that did, the event it was brutal down there um friend of the show tommy hall he's um he finished third in the marathon he just said his message was just like i've never run in conditions like that before it was just brutal and um you know a number of other athletes had said about the winds and the headwind the whole way and you've done the half there I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done it once and that was enough. Um, yeah. I think that I probably, I enjoyed the beauty of it and the challenge of it, but mm. logistically it was a bit of a nightmare that day because we didn't make really <laughs> smart choices in terms of logistics. So yeah. um, Nora dropped me off at the start line for the half and stayed behind um, oh, okay. in the car park for the day. And then I thought, yeah, I'll just catch the bus back, which I did, um, but didn't kind of get back till around probably 1 30 2 o'clock yeah in the afternoon. i don't think the buses go back straight away no they don't and <laughs> um the, uh, roads kind of blocked yeah and I had, <laughs> I had a typical great ocean road day mate which i'm sure a lot of people that are front can relate to i had sideways rain it was it was windy and it was cold <laughs> so um, yeah yeah but um if i'm being completely honest the conditions i had all those years ago were not even a patch on the yeah. absolute just God awful conditions that um, presented themselves across Saturday and Sunday. I think early in the week I said to Anna, like, well, it looks like it's going to be a pretty ordinary Saturday, but Sunday should be a bit better because it's not going to rain. And who would have <laughs> thought that on Saturday that having torrential rain for 25 minutes during the course of um, the 14K run would actually mm. pick up the conditions for the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like it just absolutely hammered down. I think. Um, yeah, like the first 25 minutes of that race, it just absolutely hammered down and it, it cleared up. It was windy, but because they went inland, it, they didn't yeah, sort of yeah, feel yeah, it as much. Off. But um, Sunday, Sunday was disgusting and I wasn't mm. even there. Um, yeah. I'll just quickly give a bit of a recap. And this is from what um, 
you know, in speaking with, with Anna and, and Laura as well, but um, mm. mainly, mainly from Anna. Her words were that it was actually like trying to run into a brick wall um, in, in a sense wow. that um, you just, you had to basically decide that no, running to pace was completely pointless because mm. um, the effort levels that you would have had to have run to to run at your, whatever your goal pace for perfect conditions was just was just silly she had times where she was running and the wind gusts would actually shift her off well her that's feet. happened to um andrew um andrew Crowless, who he ended up running a pb one of my guys and uh yeah he said i actually got on was the wind blew me away at some point mm, like at, at, at times like sort of mid-step while she was off the ground she was actually getting blown sideways um like just not you know and Anna's certainly not, um, you know, light, but, you know, she's not, not heavy. But, you know, for runners out there to be literally getting swept off their feet um, by the wind. And she, she also commented that at different stages during the wind gusts, which um, I believe peaked around sort of the low 70 to even 80 kilometres an hour um, with the wind gusts. But it got, there were different points on the course where it's quite exposed, where she'd get hit with a wind, cut, wind gust. And it was that strong that it actually took her breath away. Like while mm. she was breathing in, she couldn't properly expand yeah, her yeah, lungs yeah. to get any air in. Um, and it, yeah, just just incredible. Um, like I know, I, I suppose I'm <laughs> I'm heavily biased towards Anna because she's one of my best friends. And mm. um, yeah, but you know, I was I was amazed with her effort because even even though the time was slower than last year, like last year she ran a PB and all that sort of thing. She finished 14th overall in the women's world mm -hmm. this year. She finished 14th overall again yeah, um, and won her age group. So um, whilst the the overall finish time was a lot different to, I guess, what she'd hoped to have run in terms of effort and race execution, for me, it was just an absolute 10 out of 10. Mm. She ran so smart to um, just listen to the body and measure the effort all the way through. And... Um, to not get rattled because even the start um Anna had organized to catch the bus from apollo bay up to kennett river and the bus that was meant to pick them up from at quarter to six mm. didn't get there until 6 30 oh. and the buses were that late that the the convoy of buses i think there was four of them they actually got yeah, stopped yeah. um they got stopped um by the event organizers not realizing that they were the buses going well hang on the roads are closed we can't let you through and they're like no no like we've literally just got the athletes here you've got to oh. let us through um so yeah there was a bit of an oh shit moment i think um at that point so anna mentioned that the buses arrived at around 7 30 for an eight o'clock race start and mm. um by that stage because all the athletes hadn't sort of got there and dropped their bags off and all that sort of thing the um bag drops which were all picked up and put into the back of trucks they were running behind so the race got ended up being delayed by a good 10 or 12 minutes because yeah, all the trucks yeah. actually had to get out on the course and get a head start in front of the athletes so that they could get back to apollo bay with all the gear so that it was there by the, you know so when the athletes actually ran the race they could get their their kid again yeah. but no uh, anna said it was mayhem like she was stuck in a toilet line for a good 25 minutes and then you know managed to scramble a few strides um, in a cobbled together warm-up and she it was a, oh, literally maybe two or oh, five minutes before race ended up kicking off and 
she saw someone give a bag to another person to take over the bag drop and she just asked really nicely if they could take her bag to <laughs> total stranger but um they said yeah not a problem and she just took it on good faith that they would and sure enough they did so whoever they were um if they are listening thank you because <laughs> <laughs> luckily enough her, her belongings were um, at the finish line when she finished but um to sort of go through um i guess that level of stress before a race when it's a real credit to her adaptability and her mm. ability to stay calm in pressure situations and to then go and execute a race, which um, I can't stress enough. Like whilst the time doesn't really reflect the effort or the training, the quality of the training that she's put in to go and execute under those circumstances, I think it's brilliant. And the same thing goes to every, you know, a lot of our other athletes who run to PV too, that, you know, all right. So the conditions sucked and they were, it's difficult to the point where, you know, at times it would have felt like they weren't even runnable because that's a tough course as it is oh, yeah. you know, with all, you know, with the hills and the terrain and, and all of that sort of thing. But when you throw those wind gusts and the, the, the sideways rain that came in and, and all that sort of thing for people to still go out there and execute their race plans and stick to their nutrition and, and go out there and run to the best of their ability, I'd, I'd take my hat off to them. I just think it's incredible. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy um, <laughs> nice conditions when they get to a race. They're just gonna go, how easy is this? <laughs> mm. Oh, I get it. Getting through that um, of the wind and the rain, and then yeah, just to get on a flat, fast course, they'll just they won't know themselves. No, hundred so, percent. Uh, we um, we take perfect conditions for granted sometimes. I know they don't happen mm. very often, but um, like anyone and that had the experience to race across the great ocean road over the two days definitely have a new perspective on, on what perfect conditions or even acceptable conditions look like going forward absolutely well mate it's um race week for you so i'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds this saturday no it should be a good weekend um weather actually looks okay i've had a, I've had a look at that here i am um just being in awe of the, the weather that these guys have to yeah. run in we're going to be pretty spoiled on the weekend i think it's going to be 12 or 13 and yeah. some very light winds so um but no looking forward to it i think i really enjoyed the day at bendigo last year and um the effort that the community went to and i guess the people who are responsible for that the bendigo round just to try and make it a little bit special so yeah, and to take a group over from Shepparton as well. I hope it's an experience that they really enjoy as well. Um, otherwise, it could could be an interesting bus trip back. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. hopefully, hopefully it all goes well, and um, you know, we all have a lot of fun. I know on Saturday night we're going out for pizza, so well, hopefully I won't be the only one that goes out because if it doesn't go well, I might be eating by myself. So, uh, but no, sure it should be get good. Five stars, mate, and of course we'll we'll get the uh, get the tick of approval. But, uh, mate, I'll be looking forward to it. I'm, I'm potentially going to be out there. I'm just organising a few last-minute things, whether I'll be out there uh, on the course. Otherwise, I'll be uh, hitting the refresh button and uh, seeing some results come through and uh, give me a bit of kudos on Strava. No, if you're there, it would be good to, um, to introduce you to a few of the crew. Otherwise, um, just want that calf to get better, mate. You know, I said it last week, you've been working bloody hard and... <laughs> getting into good shape and I don't want you to miss out on that. So he's hoping that 
you know, whether it's three or four days of, of taking it easy or, or um, you know, a bit of a, a switch in a couple of things, but he's hoping that calf comes good and, and you just straight back into it running pain-free. And yeah, it'd be good to, whilst I know Bendigo, it's not going to happen this weekend at Bendigo and perhaps even Cruden Farm, but just be good to be on the start line together at Gold Coast having a crack at this 10K. Yeah, yeah. No, hopefully it all uh, starts to turn around, mate, but I appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, mate, we'll, uh, we will catch up next week. We'll have a bit of a re- recap and uh, I'm sure there'll be some other news. We'll have another guest lined up, I believe. So someone else will go under the uh, the blowtorch of your quick fire questions. <laughs> um, no, it'll be good. And also um, find out what their, their um, one food that they choose to eat because i yes. think mate the the book it's it's um it's coming <laughs> along we I need to we, keep yeah keep a lid on this Chris. <laughs> no but we yeah. we had um we had another we had another um had bowen who was on a couple of weeks ago oh yeah we did have that with, yeah, with yeah. his steak and veggies um for yeah. those that were having a look at the stories during the week that come yeah. through and geez that looked good it did. Yeah. <laughs> Restaurant never, quality. Yeah. Never have I ever felt food craving so strongly yeah. and quickly <laughs> once I saw that photo. Yeah. Geez, it was good. So a yeah. uh, big thank you to, to Bowen for sending that through. Very appreciative. Nice, mate. Well, we'll be back next week. Enjoy Saturday and we'll chat again. No, it sounds good. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Joining us back on the Better With Running podcast this week is a two-time Australian representative, the Frankston Bale Pigs Athletic Club number one ranked female runner and, of course, run to bb coach and founder, Gemma Maney. Welcome back to the show, Gemma. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, we're excited to get you back on. We've got a bit of an announcement around an award that uh, we're going to unveil. And also, hey, when were you on was it around Chris? Do you remember? It was around episode one thirty. I think it was just after Gemma dominated at Run for the Kids and took home the win there, mate. Yeah, that's yeah, it correct. was. You were fresh off that win, and um, we were talking about your race plans. Obviously, the AV season was about to kick off, and actually, Gold Coast. I reckon you might have dropped the bombshell that you're going to do Gold Coast half into the Melbourne Marathon. So. Yeah, we'll yeah, be... and then we disappeared for a road trip in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did see some different um different runs in uh, logging in uh, Strava, a bit different from God's yeah. country. <laughs> How's the training been going of late? And um, yeah, obviously AV season's kicked off. You had Albert Park, we had gels before that, but then um, Albert Park 10K, how did that go? Yeah, really good. Um, ran my first PB in about five years, so that was very exciting um i'm super happy with it but not satisfied so heading off down to launceston 10 to hopefully run a little bit quicker um but yeah super excited to finally get a pb on the board with how the season's going mate do you feel that you're ahead of where you thought you might be so far or you know how do you think you're actually tracking like pbs are awesome and hey we've got to celebrate that but yeah you're happy with how things are yeah yep um up until about um Albert Park I was super happy with um how I was training like I was feeling really fresh for all my sessions my runs um yeah I was surprising myself in a lot of those sessions uh things have probably come crashing down a little bit the last two weeks but that's okay um started work again and we've just bought a house and 
yeah, I guess you can't carry on the momentum all the time. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a grind the last two weeks, but probably started ahead of where I thought I would be at. Um, particularly, yeah, I wasn't really sure of how I'd bounce back after Ollie. Um, so yeah, just, I didn't think I'd run a PB, I guess, what, 11 months after having an Ollie. So super excited. Yeah, that's, that is pretty, when you put it like that, it's, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. And we were just marveling at your Strava, I mean, Chris, before we jumped on it. Firstly, the consistency, the uh, the blue skyscrapers are just absolutely right up there. But more so, some of the elevation you're getting at the uh, end of six weeks. I think there was a week, well, it might have been last week, 135Ks for the week uh, at 1,600 metres of elevation gain. So um, doing some hard training in there, a lot of Ks and um, yeah. yeah, getting the hills in. Yeah, so where we live currently, there's no flat ground. Um, it's like running over sand dunes. So everywhere you look, it's either up or down. So I don't really have much choice there um, unless I drive to the foreshore. But last week I had less intensity, so I did pick up the Ks a little bit. Um, and, yeah, my Wednesday long uh, midweek long run was quite hilly. Uh, and Sunday long run, yeah, over Arthur Seat and Red Hill and so on. That's really hilly as well. So definitely was a big K's week and yeah, lots of hills. You've got the head torch these days as well. Yeah, that was my Mother's Day present actually. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever lived in somewhere that is so dark. So yeah. we were really lucky where we lived in Mount Eliza. It was really well uh, mm. lit. So it was never really an issue. Um, but yeah, living here just around the corner, running down, um, it's called House Street. But, uh, yeah, it is honestly like a black hole. You turn the corner. And <laughs> I almost had to walk the other day wow. when I did it for the first time without a head torch. Uh, I couldn't see, like, one centimetre in front of me. It was so dark. And, yeah, there's just no street lights down here. Mm. The head torch has been game-changing. There will be a few people listening, mate, that they, they enjoy their head torches and they'll probably be interested in what sort you've got. Do you know what brand it is that you're rocking at the moment? Uh, I should know, um, but no, I don't know. <laughs> I used to hate head torches. They were, that's why I just never wore them. Um, but no, this one, they've changed since I, I guess I last wore one. It's so light and it doesn't actually move on your head. You'd be so that I come back with an indent in my forehead because I wear it right um, yeah. but yeah, yeah wear it on the top of my hat as well so it doesn't bounce around is it core core active oh uh, you're talking to someone that's definitely not getting up early enough yeah. to need a head <laughs> chris i might know <laughs> I, i've i've got a petzl one which works pretty well but um yeah for old Zach oh no that's what it is petzl active, active. there you go yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> not not a strong mattress in one <laughs> Uh, he got one as well, but yeah, he, he, um, bought me one for Mother's Day, which was nice. <laughs> Very nice. Good story, mate. You've got a couple of questions about some of the sessions that have, uh, popped up on, Stra on Gemma Strava this week. Oh, mate, when you have so many good sessions, it's amazing you don't melt Strava on a weekly basis, but, um, did, was there an eight by a K off about 90 seconds recovery that popped up during the week, mate? Yeah, I did that on Tuesday. Um, I was actually fortunate, well, unfortunate in the end that I had the, the morning off with no Ollie and no work and I was supposed to work in the afternoon before work cancelled on me. Um, so, yeah, luxury of a, a bit of a sleep in and 8 by 1K. 
um, for, I guess, breakfast. Is that the old stomping ground? Are you at Safety Beach for that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a bit of the old stomping ground because yeah. there's nowhere flat around here. Um, I made the bit of the trek so I could actually do it somewhere flat. So that's a road, like a, like mm -hmm. sort of a residential. Like a lot. residential area. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's super quiet and it's a two k loop. So I just went out halfway, and then yeah, finished the lap for the second rep. Uh, made a friend with a tradie who offered me his Red Bull on my last rep. <laughs> that must have been astounded seeing someone rolling 311 you're like you're running 311 315s yeah for this session around it multiple times yeah back and back and he's like dude i think you need this more than me <laughs> i couldn't even answer it was like my second last rep into a headwind and i was like yeah later <laughs> yeah well that's a cracking session yeah, I was quite happy with that one, actually, especially after last week where I had a shocking week. I felt like you double, you're doubling at the moment as well? Pardon? You're doing some doubles at the moment as well? Yeah, so I've just started doing two doubles a week. So uh, whenever I can fit it in, usually Thursdays and at the moment it's been Tuesdays. But yeah, if I can't fit it in on a Tuesday, Saturday. Very nice. And was there a um, bit of a tempo and hill session as well, mate? Yeah, this morning in uh, pouring rain and uh, wind, which was a lot of fun. Not. Um, yeah, I did three sets of six minutes tempo into three by one minute hills. Uh, but yeah, the hill I chose was a little bit steep. So the last or well, 15 seconds is straight uphill, well, obviously uphill, but yeah, <laughs> super steep. Um, really kicks up at the end. So the last set was just 50 second hills. Give us yeah, it. Straight into a headwind in the pouring rain. Um, I think I just got colder and colder and colder as the session went on. So I just cut the cool down short. I was like, I'm frozen. Yeah. No, fair call. It was yeah. brutal out there. And that's a point in a pan. So like you're really yeah, like, cold face the off. Most exposed part. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You um it's beautiful running there, but no, this morning it was just a bit of a grind. And you cleaned up the trophy case as well. You got the CR on Cesar's Hill rep. Yeah, and... tied uh, with Sarah Billings, which is. Oh, that's Sarah um, Billings. Gee, that's yeah, a good exciting because uh... she's a <laughs> bit more of a speedster than me. Yeah, okay. Jeez. And then you've taken the local legend on Cesar's Hill rep. And then, yeah, another absolutely cleaned up. Well, I did run up it nine times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And um, so now with what six weeks to Gold Coast half, how yeah. how are things tracking on that front? Because this is well, we're just saying, is this your first? This is a debut. Like you've done a half before. Yeah, I've done one. I've never really raced one properly. So I've obviously yeah. run Burnley, or oh, every year just for the team for points. Um, and I've run one at Warburton before. Uh, but it wasn't really like a proper race. It was sort of just a one, I guess, for fun. Yeah, I think Crusoe it's found that in the results. Yeah, yeah. Race back in 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is the first proper half that I've aimed for. I guess I trained for it a couple of years ago, but COVID mm. um, had the final say there, so I never actually got to race. Yeah, cool. Fingers crossed. Everything goes ahead and I actually start this one. <laughs> and if you, have you 
thought about not so much time, but just how to approach this this one with, I don't know, chatting with Matt, who's done quite a few halves and, yeah, stepping up from the 10 to the half. Have you thought through, I mean, I guess six weeks out, but, yeah, even in your training sessions and started to think about how it's going to unfold? Um, not heaps yet. Um, I tend to overthink things, so I'm going to leave that to the last <laughs> minute. Um, yeah. But definitely we'll start pushing out uh, my tempo runs and, mm. yeah, incorporating like this week was two bigger sessions. Um, so start, yeah, pushing out some of my sessions a bit longer um, yeah. just to get used to holding that intensity for that little bit longer and learning to pace myself a bit better. So easing off at the start so I can actually finish stronger. Yeah, is that the thoughts behind that session you do at Point of Pain where you sort of do... Uh, it's, it's almost like 40, 50 minutes of work. Yeah, the you. progression run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the easy lap into a medium lap into a harder lap. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Even last time I did that, I was still a bit ambitious in my medium lap um, <laughs> and got a bit annoyed I couldn't kick it down quite so much. So still <laughs> sort of learning how to pace myself in those. Yeah. Oh, boy. And the, co the coach is happy with your progress so far as you move towards Gold Coast? Yeah, I think so. Um, he doesn't always say much, but um, yeah, I think I surprised him with a couple of my sessions. So I think he's happy with how it's all tracking along. Well, rumor is, I was going to say, rumor is that he's, um, yeah, some of the sessions, because you've either, he's done it first, and when you've been looking after Ollie, then you've gone and done it, and he's sort of been at home stressing out that you were going to, take his um scalp him in the session <laughs> yeah a few times like tuesday he did k reps uh and i'm not gonna lie he probably had worse conditions than me on a grass oval but i thought times we ran and i was like okay cool i'm gonna go aim for that <laughs> went and run the same splits as him but did more reps so uh, it's always fun i guess coming home and having bragging rights even yeah. though on race day he always cleans cleans me up but still <laughs> I love it. He, he did it at 5am or something, but. Yeah, Matt's always got an excuse anyway, doesn't he? Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> hey, um, we got you on also to have a chat about an exciting announcement that um, it's come about with your sponsor ASICS and they've come on board to to help out, help out run to BB athletes and um, I guess reward them for some achievements over the next few months. So Yeah, um, super exciting. Yeah, you're going to be the judge of our coaches award. Yeah, I'm super stressed about how I'm actually going to pick the winners. Um, <laughs> it's so hard. I get so, I guess, excited mm. watching people achieve their goals or like debuting an event that they've never done before but have trained so hard for. So actually picking a winner is yeah. going to be super hard because I feel like they all deserve it. So, yes. Yeah, spot but on. I mean, we... We see it all the time with, um, you know, on our social, we share a lot of the achievements and times and performances and debuts and things like that. So we're going to, we are going to, just with the help of ASICs, who are um, going to give out a pair a month over the next six months. So yeah, yeah. at the end of the month, you're going to be sent some nominations from all our coaches. And then, yeah, you're going to have a fun time uh, trying to. I know, to... a tough decision <laughs> with actually trying to figure out who deserves it the most. Yeah. And they all probably equally deserve it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, each month, one lucky person's going to um, yeah get a pair of shoes of their choice, which is very exciting. 
Very cool. And you're going to catch up with them potentially if they're available and if they're obviously if they're keen to jump on the podcast as well and uh, <laughs> yeah, have yeah, a bit and of a chat. Their achievement. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's going to be cool. And I think it's just going to be like we've we've had a number of athletes on this year. We're trying to um, chat, uh, try and do more of it. And yeah, the more we can hear about what's happening out there in the communities um yeah it's great we me and chris are get a real kick out of um hearing their stories and and how they're going so yeah, yeah and everyone on. always takes something away from everyone else's story mm. it's great it's gonna kick off in june so yeah not far away and um yeah we'll obviously get you back on to uh yeah well you'll pre-record it but we'll we'll throw it back on when it's uh all said and done for that month and roll that through for the next six yeah, exciting. Exciting times ahead. So, Gemma, we're talking like any pair of ASICS shoes. So not just easy day shoes, might be, might be race shoes. Yeah, yep, yep. Whatever shoe that they um, yeah would like, if it's in stock, obviously. I know Super Blasts, good luck trying to get your, hair, your hands on those shoes. But, um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much any shoe that they want, um, yeah. They've got their- I'm sure over the next six months there'll be even more stuff dropping in and exactly more stuff yep. arriving. So yeah, going to be very cool. Before we let you go, I think Chriso wanted to spring something on you. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're an avid listener of podcasts, Joe. Um, so from, from based on what you told us when when we had you on last time. What's the podcast? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. So um, over the last few weeks, we've been asking our guests as they come on a, a series of quick questions, and they're just short, sharp. Oh, stuff. Matt did warn me about this. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it's funny because Zacha actually sprung these on me this afternoon and said, "Yeah, yeah, ask Gemma. I reckon she'll get to really enjoy this." So, my <laughs> So um, here we go, mate. And look, if you haven't heard them before, that's even better because um, no, I haven't heard them. Awesome. No. Uh, it's a shame. Hopefully, we'll get to ask Matt for these one day because. We want to be able to um, taper the, these to a bit more of his taste, but we'll Probably kick off, mate. Them every time he listens to the podcast. Oh, he would, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's got, he'd have his answers ready to go, but that's where we he need would, to he would. And keep him on his toes. <laughs> hey, um, Garmin or Chorus for your watch? Uh, Garmin. Very nice. No, it's it's been unanimous so far. No one's mm. been game to say chorus is yet. I'm sure one will pop up eventually. Oh, my Garmin with music is game changing. Well, Matt, Madeline, uh, Coach Madeline Heiner was asking about watches today, and no one, no one uh, recommended Coros. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's all about Garmin over at Run to PB. <laughs> uh, iPhone or Android? Uh, iPhone. I don't Another- even know what an Android is. No, that's okay. And neither does anyone else that's come by there. No, oh, yeah, Zach, it does. Um, for yourself, half tights or split shorts, what do you prefer to run in? Half tights or split shorts? Ooh, neither. I like wearing tight yeah. shorts. <laughs> You're the half-half. Yeah, the half-half. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um, Favourite running sock? Ooh. I do like the um, Swiftwick, was it five inch? Yeah, what colour? Black. Yep, very nice. Yep. Uh, track, road or trails? Oh, road at the moment. I would have used to say track, but definitely road at the moment. Yeah, slowly converting over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what about tr doing some longer runs on the trails just for a bit of training? Uh, a little bit, but it's it can't be technical. If it's a yeah. technical downhill, no, nah, not having. So a your bike. runs down down Ryeway when you're going along the force are they on single trails though, or you're on a? Um, yeah, my Friday recovery runs, uh, they're on single trail, but they're not like super technical. Yeah, yeah. not like In the old Burnie Creek days. Day, I reacquainted myself the day we moved down here. I did sprain my ankle on them. So <laughs> yeah. that shows how non-agile I am. Many of runs up at Fernie back in the day when we had the crew. and oh, I don't know how I did some of those trails. I'm useless <laughs> on trails now. <laughs> Even on our Sunday long runs with the, the Ninch Truck Club, yeah. if it's like goats trails on the side of the road that we're running down, I'll yeah. be the one running down the busy road. I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Like that back area of the, near the patch or even coming down yeah. across, like, I don't know how we used to run down that because that's rocky and technical. It is, yeah. <laughs> the patch. Yeah. I just always giggle. Remember, <laughs> traction. I've got no traction. Yeah. Yeah, uh, good times. <laughs> hey, favourite shoes? Oh, that's a tough one. The one mm -hmm. I probably wear the most um, at the moment is the Nova Blast Trails. And I always said I don't run trails. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's raining or something, I just really like the grip on them. Yeah. I find the Nova Blast a little bit slippery sometimes, and these ones are game-changing. So they're different feel to the Super Blast. Yeah, the Super Blast are great, um, but because there's a lot of black sand around here, I don't want to ruin them. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure when we move house, I'll wear them a lot more. Um, but no, I became addicted to the Nova Blast trails and we went on our road trip. I wasn't sure what the surface would be like. So they were my go-to shoe, literally. Uh, nice. Very nice. What, what about race shoe? Uh, the Metaspeed Skies. Yep. Yeah. Can't go past those. There we go. Even before, um, yeah, even before I was an ASICS convert, um, I feel like they worked better for me. I yeah. Pulled up sore with the vapor flies. Just I had a bit of a dodgy knee at the time, and I'd pull up really sore on my knee. And I started wearing the Metaspeed Skies, and I didn't have any issues. So converted since then. But um, favorite race outfit? Ooh, black shorts. Oh, it depends. <laughs> um, and sort of a longer crop top, so you can fit your race number on it. <laughs> Some of those race bibs, I swear. Yeah, the bib's nearly as big as the crop. Yeah, I know. And the AV ones. Well, they got a small <laughs> AV one and then a massive one. I don't know why they. Yeah, and the massive one goes on the back, and there's no room on the back to pin it. <laughs> you almost need a hair tie or something to tuck it into the hair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, morning or evening runs? What do you prefer to do? Um, I like morning runs. Um, yeah, definitely before breakfast, just get it done. Yeah. How early do you like to start? Oh, I probably like 7 a.m. So you still get to sleep in until obviously I don't sleep in, but yeah, <laughs> that's wake up. Um, yeah, have a coffee and then roll out the door. Zachy, you could nearly do a 7 a.m. start. Yeah, I could be talking to a 7 a.m. run. Yeah. yeah. yeah and it's even awesome. light enough to see then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jim, this is probably our most popular question that we've got uh, with the listeners at the moment. But if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you go with? 
Oh, spaghetti bolognese. Don't even need to think about that. Did not even have to think about that. (laughs) Straight away, yeah. Is that Reese's? We we had Reese on last week. Um, Ninja Track Club, Reese Whitaker. Um, Did he go spaghetti? He was lasagna, and I reckon... Oh, see, that'd be a close second, but yeah. Spaghetti bolognese, definitely. Yeah, I reckon... Spaghetti bolognese. Stacey, I reckon, went spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Italian. You can't take... Now, is, is follow-up questions, Chris, though, because this is where he mm. really gets into This is it. the important stuff. So with the spag bowl, mate, is this something that you whip up or does Maddie put this together? That doesn't really cook. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your, what's your... Scott, he yeah. claims a family recipe of pulled pork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like his one go-to meal that he cooks. I mean, it yeah. does taste good, but, um, yeah, no... <laughs> I do 90% of the cooking. <laughs> we, we I heard just... it was 99%. Yeah. He cooked <laughs> my first ever breakfast in how long have we been dating? 12 years for Mother's Day on Sunday. Oh, dear. With your, <laughs> with your spaghetti bolognese, what's your go-to? Like, what, do you, what are we throwing in it? Is it basic um, or do you add a heap of stuff or what do we do? You got to caramelize the onion and garlic. And then brown the mince and then add some veggies. So grated up carrot, whatever else is on hand. Uh, and then if you've got cherry tomatoes, chuck those in, passata. Let it simmer away for an hour or so. I like it. Is Ollie a fan? Does he like to eat it or does he like to wear it? Ah, uh, both. Adds <laughs> <laughs> does the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good for the skin. Yeah, yeah. It's We've, not so um... good for the floor. We've, we're in the Zach is in a very early early concept stage of potentially putting together a runs PB cookbook for the end of the year for all the guests and Ooh, people that like come that on um, throughout the year. So we're just wondering when you next make your spaghetti bolognese, if you could pop a photo on Strava or even um, send it through to us um, as a yeah, we'll story. Do. And yeah, we're doing a bit of a compilation, so a bit of a special something for everyone that comes on for later in the year. There's a bit of a look, it could be 25 spaghetti bolognese recipes. And yeah, that's okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had a mac time. and cheese. We've had lasagna. I did make mac and cheese last night, and Matt took a photo for you, Chriso. Oh, legend. <laughs> I, um, it was a heart so- attack waiting to happen. It was a <laughs> cheese, isn't it? Did, was there any um, raw tomato that went on the top? No, that's no. Because no. I know Maddie was not a fan. No, uh, the it, was, <laughs> it was pumpkin in it. Um, yeah, okay. Pumpkin, yeah. Pumpkin puree, but no um, no tomato. No, very good. No, it's all right. All different things. So no, I'm looking forward to seeing this bag bulb when it pops up. Wait, um, when am I racing next? Saturday, so Friday night. Oh, legend. Oh, that's the, is that the pre, go-to pre-race? Yeah, always. Any excuse to eat pasta. <laughs> we throw in cheese on top, parmesan, tasty. Oh, I just parmesan. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's important too. Yeah. <laughs> no, good stuff. Hey, um, I'm really interested in this one because I suppose like for yourself, um, you know, you represented Australia a couple of times. You know, you're an elite athlete. Who's your favourite Australian runner and why? Ooh. That's a really hard question. I don't think I have one um, necessarily. I probably have multiple for different yeah. reasons. Tell us. Um, I know that 
particularly right now, like looking up to people like Eloise and Jess Denson um, have been super inspirational, like particularly now following in their footsteps, being a new mum and trying to balance in training and so on. Um, and they're both just super lovely people. Yeah. And you obviously done a lot of training with Jess over the years and um, been on teams together or, you know, be, been yeah, around yeah. each other. And so. Eloise and she was always super welcoming and so on. Mm. So, yeah, I think both have offered the sport a lot. So, and people yeah. can learn a lot from both of those girls. And I guess they've both been super open with their challenges and what's gone well and so on as well. So yeah. they don't shy away from like, this was hard or mm. had this back or what they've learned. So I think that's yeah. super important too. Cool. Then last one for you, mate, before you go. So I know you've done a bit of traveling with running on like Kangaroo Island. Um, you spent some time there. And I guess it was an unofficial training camp. I know it was meant to be a holiday, yeah. but <laughs> let's call it what it was. No. Um, but if you could choose a training location, where would you go and which three people would you take with you? Oh, goodness. Um, I'd actually probably pick Point Nepean. That's my favourite place yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on, a, on a good weather day. Yeah, 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 yeah. This morning, um, three people. That's so hard. I don't know who I would pick, aside from Matt. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably have to go with Mel Townsend mm. uh, for the laughs, and she used to be my training partner. But the third person, I don't know. Tough one. You can you can take Ollie, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess I should take Ollie for moral. <laughs> Cheering in the pram. When you're suffering and he smiles and claps his hands, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you bring Dano, he could uh, help out yeah, with Dano, you. Yeah, Dano, or you could babysit for a sucker. <laughs> I don't think Ollie wants that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too um, hard. So yeah. many people I enjoy running with. What about Papa? He'd be good for entertainment. Oh, Papa would be very good for entertainment. <laughs> Running up Fernie some of those days when I was running behind him laughing and already couldn't breathe running up those hills. Uh, very good. It's always good for a laugh. It is a challenging one to um to, to handpick those people, but also that location. But you were able to nail that straight away. Like you didn't, we yeah. didn't go overseas because Brady pays for these trips. So it's on his credit card. And uh, yeah, you just got to point in your pants. Oh, I should have picked one. St. Moritz or something. I've always <laughs> I think That's pretty got... much the most popular answer. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've run there on my treadmill, but uh, never in real life. <laughs> <laughs> you spent time in the US training, though. You obviously were college, but then did you yeah. do a, you did a US trip there, didn't you? Like, uh, never a training camp, no. Oh, okay. No. No, but no, I've run, yeah, a fair bit of the, the West Coast, I guess. You did the some races there, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I've just done one, Stanford. Stanford, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Nice one. One I'd rather forget, so. <laughs> well, no, you some... go to that one when you're really sick. <laughs> but when you've paid for the US trip, you're like, I'll, I'll just go, whatever yeah, happens. One of those ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you survived Chriso's quick fire questions. Yeah. Uh, always a challenge. So, uh, yeah, got through. Got free. Matt will be jealous that you got a chance to do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably pre-prepared his answers, as I said earlier. <laughs> yeah. 
He and can't after- wait for you to ask him about his pulled pork, no doubt. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, we're going to ask for him. We're going to have to ask whether he prefers half tight split shorts or Terry Towling shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about fashion with Matt. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Well, it's been great catching up, Gemma. I know you got to get back. I think it's uh, it's Ollie's dinner time, so you might have it to get the stag bowl out. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait to clean the floor again. <laughs> All right, we're looking forward to seeing you over the next few weeks. Obviously, your Lonnie racing and then um, Gold Coast, and we'll yeah, probably have a yep. catch up and after that. Next weekend. Actually, you're going to. So, are you no, both running some ends? Uh, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm scared. I have never run it before. I've heard it's. Uh, oh, you didn't do it last year. No, I was what? Oh yeah, yeah okay. You were. <laughs> Fair call. You I was almost excuse. due to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was now. I was due to give birth. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll have fun. I might have to come out and just um yeah follow you around on the course and watch. Yeah, to, nice. Uh, see you go through all the uh through the through the vineyards and uh, do some rock hopping. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm, nice one and uh also up at the gold coast you're going to be leading a few shakeout runs potentially so we might um yeah we might potentially have some run pb athletes join you on those perfect sounds great oh all right Gemma. great catching up we'll uh we'll speak soon all right great thanks for having me on guys thanks mate thanks bye